Welcome to Science in a Cup. I'm Alexis Papanikola from the Hawkesbury Institute for the Environment. And with me today is Dr. Karenza Makararoy, uh, Australian National University researcher, uh, Kyogle native, um, educated at the University of New South Wales. Um, did I forget something? That all sounds right, Alexi. Thanks for the introduction. Hi, Karenza. So Science in a Cup is about uh, a visitor introducing a word that they would like to talk about and something they are passionate about, something they have a definition that for them is special. What is your chosen word today? Can I have two? Can I say conservation genomics? Go for it. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to use the tools of my trade, that is genomics, understanding the DNA sequence of an organism and decoding that DNA sequence to try and achieve conservation aims and uh, really work on conserving Australia's unique biodiversity. So how does that work? I uh, get specimens from Australian museums and other places and I can extract DNA from those specimens and then go on to read the DNA sequence using modern technologies. And that involves a lot of um, statistics and mathematics sometimes and also computer programming. So it's, it's quite a technical field of science. But inside that DNA sequence, there's a lot of information about what's happened to a species over time. And that can help us um, reconstruct its recent and evolutionary history and try and work out what the processes that have been causing um, decline in an organism or maybe invasion in another organism might be. So, for instance, take the black-throated finch. Where they're common up near Townsville, there's quite a lot of them. They, they have reasonable flock sizes and there's quite good numbers. But what we don't know is whether that population is now really inbred or whether it represents the previous genetic diversity across Queensland and New South Wales. If it does, the population's got a much better chance of surviving and of being able to recolonize areas. However, if it's all genetically the same and it's just a, a lot of individuals that are all quite similar, then the species is in a lot more dire trouble. And genomics is one way that we can help find out which of those two scenarios is true. Could you tell me a little bit more what you mean by dire trouble? I mean, I can understand when humans get inbred, they may have more diseases and things like that. Is that similar in birds? So one of the big things is that if you're all genetically similar in a single population and then the environment changes, you may not have the genes and variations on those genes that you need to be able to survive. So it's kind of like bet hedging, really. If you've got lots of different versions of the gene, then hopefully you can face whatever's coming in environmental change. Okay, so what, what is it involved in order for you to do this science, in order for you to do this research of yours? So the first thing that we need to do is actually find some birds. So there's lots of these birds up near Townsville. There's an annual waterhole count up there. And you, we go out to the field and we can take very small samples of the bird's blood and it doesn't hurt them at all. They, they fly away afterwards, that's fine. And from that blood specimen, that blood sample, we can extract their DNA. Then I use modern sequencing technologies that read that DNA sequence and can help me reconstruct the genome for that organism. The other really exciting thing that we can do now is also get DNA out of museum specimens. So these are individual birds that were collected more than 100 years ago in lots of cases. They were collected by naturalists, and now the naturalists themselves couldn't have imagined how valuable they may prove to be. But we can get tiny little slices of skin off the toe pads of these birds and extract the DNA and sequence that DNA as well. 
And this lets me compare genetically what the population was like 100 years ago before they got into really dire trouble compared to now. And that gives real clues as to what's going on for this species. So if I understand correctly, and feel free to fix it if I'm wrong, um, you're basically looking at a population that is now becoming extinct. It's in, it's in trouble because of its lack of genetic diversity. So it doesn't have the necessary DNA backbone in order to survive in a changing environment. And then you're looking into this information, you're creating this information, but at the same time you're going to your museum and you're getting specimens that have been preserved 100 years ago and actually finding out what their DNA blueprint was. And by comparing those two data sets, if you like, you are able to find out if the birds used to be better adapted and less inbred. Is that the gist of it? Yes, spot on, Alexi. So there's a whole lot of things we can tell by that comparison. We should be able to tell if the population's just shrunk, you know, from habitat loss and that kind of pressure. If there's particular things that are also very, very damaging to the birds, for instance, pesticides or something like that, that will also show up in that DNA sequence. So we can get signals from the DNA of a whole lot of different threats to the species. So this sounds extremely amazing, yet so technical, as you mentioned before. I'm really curious to know, how did you start? I have a background both in science and biology, and I also did some engineering. So if you're interested in this kind of work, I really recommend that any young people going into it learn how to program, learn how to code. That's been a really valuable skill in my career. And what got you interested in birds? Birds are really fascinating to me because a lot of bird biodiversity worldwide evolved in Australia. So I think it's really important to conserve that evolutionary heritage and history that we have here. I also grew up in the bush in country towns all over Australia and you get to know your bird life and I remember seeing little finches jumping around around where we lived out in northern New South Wales and um, they just have something, they really appeal, they're quite special little birds. So what do they provide to us? Why should we be interested in protecting this species? I know it's a trick question, so I'm looking for your personal perspective here. If we can work out what's threatening the black-throated finch, then we'll be helping a whole ecological community. There's a lot of other bird species out there in the same regions that could also be in trouble. I like to think of the black-throated finch as a bit of an ambassador for threatened ecological communities across Queensland, so I want to use it as a flagship species. If we can save this species, then we'll be saving a whole lot of biodiversity. This is really fascinating, Karenza. So how are you funding this work currently? Well, I'm embracing a really new approach here. I'm currently running a crowdsourcing campaign. This means that anybody that cares about this work and cares about conserving the black-throated finch can contribute. How can we contribute? So go to posible.com. That's P-O-Z-I-B-L-E dot C-O-M. And you should find the link to the project there. It's called Finches in Danger Intervention DNA. That sounds really awesome. Thank you so much, Karenza. Thanks, Alexi. And for anyone listening, uh, this is Science in a Cup. If you like this podcast, you can review us on iTunes and see all the other episodes at stressedfruitfly.com or iTunes. Thank you so much and have a great week. <laughs>